When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CLNS Media, Patriots Roundtable. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Qualia, here with Marvazan and Mike Molyneux. And this is it. We finally made it past week four. It feels like we were in the middle of July, still dealing with trying to figure out topics, coming up with this, talking about Cam Newton versus Mac Jones week hmm. after week. We're here past week four. Maybe uh, record predictions aren't exactly what we hoped they were at this point, but there's... There's some things that you can take away from this past Sunday night's game against Tom Brady and the Bucks, And obviously that's going to be a majority of what we talk about is the Patriots versus the Bucks. Because, you know, if you watch last week's episode, which, you know, a lot of you guys do every single week. So thank you for that. But we predicted, at least me and Marv did, I think Mike did too. We thought the Patriots are going to get their asses whooped. Yeah. Beat down. I think I said 45 to 10. I was nervous. But. Bills seem to have something on Tom. You know, it was rainy. I feel like a lot of people are ignoring that fact. But it was rainy for both quarterbacks. Low-scoring game. Final 19-17. Came down to a Nick Folk missed field goal. 56 yards away, breaking his uh, his field goal streak, which sucks. But, you know, that that, that doink, that that bong is going to haunt me forever. That was, that was obnoxiously loud to be a missed uh, final <laughs> field goal. Like that was the that was the field goal post mocking us <laughs> for making it all the way and having our hopes up for that game. But it was a close game. So guys, let's just kick it off with that. Uh what are your what are your biggest overall takeaways from the Tom Brady return to Gillette Stadium? Potentially, and we're gonna talk about this too. There's some speculation here with Tom Brady's quote final game, Gillette Stadium. Whichever wants to go, go for it. Yeah, I'll start off. Um, the game obviously didn't go as everyone predicted. You know, looking at how the teams have played in the first three weeks, we all expected Buccaneers to beat the Patriots down. And that wasn't the case. Nick, you brought up the weather. Weather definitely was a factor. But there's one thing we know about weather and Tom Brady, it doesn't matter when it comes to that fact. But Patriots and Bill Belichick, I know he's getting a lot of criticism today, but the Patriots and Bill Belichick deserve a lot of credit on how their game plan and how they were going to prepare for this, for the um, new England Patriots. They played really good defense on, on this Buccaneers team. JC Jackson was very impressive to me. I know Mike Evans is not an easy cover, especially for, for just JC Jackson. When you have to put your attention on Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin as well. And then, the running game, I mean, Leonard Fournette had the game of his life against the Patriots, and they you still held them to only 19 points. Six points in the first three quarters, middle of the sixth quarter, you held them to six points. So on the flip side of that, if you hold a team to six points, you shouldn't only have seven. The offense, <laughs> the offense looked really bad until the fourth quarter. Um, Josh McDaniels, I say it every week, it seems like I feel like I'm a, just a broken record player. Josh McDaniels stinks. Dude, what is, stinks. what is Brandon Bolden doing? And, was, and look, this is, I'm sorry. There was one play. I, 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 
off the top of my head, I forget what it was, but there was one play where specifically Brandon Bolden caught the ball and he was, it looked like he was running through quicksand trying to get to that first down marker. I'm screaming at the TV, go. And he's, he's probably run as fast as he can. And he looked like he was stuck in mud trying to make it to the first down marker. The man, the man is slow, and I was with you, Nick, on just get Brandon Bolden off, off the field. Let me see some J.J. Taylor. You know what J.J. Taylor did? He fumbled the damn, he fumbled the damn football. So <laughs> my Brandon Bolden criticism has gone out the window, and I won't say anything else because one thing Brandon Bolden does is he holds on to the ball. So I can't say nothing no more until they play Stevenson and he gets out the doghouse, which is starting to get ridiculous. Play the kid, man. Like, you struggle in red zone. You need a guy like Stevenson to punch it in. Patriots offense doesn't look good. They don't really have a identity. And I think that's what Josh McDaniels is really struggling with, finding out this team's identity. Because, look, when you look at this team, it's really built for a Cam Newton-esque team. That's what it really looks like. And Mac, we obviously knows he can throw the ball. And we haven't allowed him to throw the freaking football at all. Jacoby Myers to throw the football, though. Hey, that anytime there's a trick play, and we don't we don't have Edelman no more, but we got Jacoby Myers. I think what he's four for four now with um with his with he's his trick throwing, play. He's throwing dimes out there. Yeah, Look, yeah. I like it. I like that's one thing Josh McDaniel's good for. He's gonna have a some some seasoning in his plays and have some trick plays here and there. But it didn't result to many points. That's the problem. We're not scoring points. And the fourth quarter was masterful, masterful from from Mac Jones, but it wasn't enough. You need to have that type of play in the first, second, and third quarter. And Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are not ready to unleash Mac Jones yet, and it's frustrating. It is. And honestly, I think this offense is going to get better as the year goes on. And with with Mac being a rookie quarterback – People are going to jump on him early. People, especially on Twitter, they're going to jump on him early, especially if he has a bad game. They're going to be questioning, like, is this kid, is, does this kid have what it takes? But people are going to remember, he's a rookie. Like, even Peyton Manning is rookie year. Sucked. Peyton Manning, I'm pretty sure, still holds the, the record for most interceptions by a rookie quarterback. Peyton Manning stunk his rookie season. So just keep that in mind. And, and I'm not saying Mac Jones even stinks. I just think they're, they're working him a little slow here. Obviously, one, guys, one, by the way, this show one, powered by our friends over at betonline.ag. What were we saying? My fault. One last thing on Mac Jones before we move on. He's been getting his ass beat every single game. That dude has been getting rocked. Listen, they, they might as well not have anybody on the right side of the line. <laughs> Mike, what do you got? I mean, a lot of the things you guys are saying are true, especially the fact that, yeah, we all predicted this might be a shootout type of game in terms of the Buccaneers putting up a lot of points. But, yeah, it's it's obvious the weather played a huge part. But not only did I feel as if the weather played a huge part in this game, I also feel as if to start the game, the the emotions got to Tom Brady a little bit. He He – he felt the feel, the feel, all the feels and juices of being back in Gillette and going up against his old team and hearing the fans boo him. I think, you know, he was human to start the game in terms of just how he felt and how he looked at the beginning. Um, I know leading up to the game, it was like, you know, it's just once the game started, I just want to kick those guys' butts. You know, I'm not going to be worried too much about emotions. I got time for that later on after I retire and whatnot. You know, he tried to play it off coming in the game that he'll be fine, no, nothing to worry about. But I think to start the game, he felt the feelings and the emotions of being back at Gillette for sure. But other than that, I mean, 
we all pleasantly surprised with how the game turned out. Um, no one, including myself, expected the Patriots to be anywhere close um, in terms of points. Um, but I, th- I think one thing I will say for sure. Yeah, it, it, it was frustrating at the fact that you held the Buccaneers to only six points, you know, through the first half and you couldn't put up more on the board at, you know, we were talking about this before the show started. Even if the Patriots got to 14 to six, I would have felt great. I would have felt in a great position just by how the game was flowing and whatnot. You know, the Buccaneers couldn't get much going. Both teams couldn't get much going. But if the Patriots could somehow find a way to get in the end zone and take a 14 to six lead, would have felt really good. Um, But we saw how the game unfolded. And just in terms of the Patriots offense, yeah. I know Marv hates Josh McDaniels and his play calling and whatnot, but I think another, this was another week and another example, and this is my personal feelings, the potential for this offense to be something good is there. Have we seen it yet? No, we have not, because it's it seems as if at some times they still have the clamps and the shackles on Mac Jones and what they're willing to let him do and how they're willing to let him play. And I don't know when they're going to take those shackles off of Mac Jones, but we had spurts there in spots where they let Mac Jones be Mac Jones and he got busy. You know, the talent in terms of the weapons he has on offense, it's there. And if you let Mac Jones, you know, do his thing, especially if he has a chance to be comfortable in the pocket, you know, unfortunately the offensive line is kind of trash right now, but if he has a chance to be comfortable in the box, in the pocket, he gets the ball out and he gets the ball out quick and he's pretty damn accurate with it. Um, as long as he has the time, you know, I know people don't want to hear this and say this, but if you took, even in Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots, if you gave him this offense that the Patriots had this year, AFC championship game. Minimum. But, Minimal AFC championship game. Um, but I think, uh, again, like I said, the potential, I see the potential of this Patriots offense to be something, something solid later on in the season. Obviously, um, the running game behind Harris, who can they really turn to and trust? That's, that's still up for debate right now. But in terms of Mac Jones dropping back in the pocket and, and letting the ball loose, the potential is there. They just need to find the right find the right recipe to get this offense going in my opinion. I mean, yeah, the, the we talked about that we've talked about this a bunch so far. Like the the main thing, the main reason why a lot of us were excited for this Patriots offense this year was because immediately as soon as free agency opened, as soon as they were able to, John o. Smith, Hunter Henry, the two tight end monster was coming back to New England. And the two touchdowns yesterday thrown by Mac Jones, one to Hunter Henry, one to John o. Smith. So you're utilizing that. But you know, you guys have brought up the run game a couple times. Uh, do you know who led the Patriots in rushing yards yesterday? Molden. Mac Jones. Mac Nelson Jones. Aguilar. Nelson oh, Aguilar. My God. Oh, my God. With goodness. four yards. Four yards. But do you know what they totaled yesterday for rushing yards? Negative one. Minus one yard. And that was something that people thought was going to be really good this year was the yeah. run game. And we know Tampa Bay has a really good run defense. Mm-hmm, that's but, exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. But we, <laughs> no run defense should be as good <laughs> yeah. to give a team negative one yard. That's terrible. Negative one. Your lead back is Damian Harris. Damian Harris yesterday 
Actually, out of anybody who had a rushing attempt, he was the worst. Minus four. They need to get that established. And, you know, it's it's a combination of, obviously, J.J. Taylor and Stevenson and, and what they're bringing to the table. But and then at the same time, your offensive line is pretty bad. Marv said it before. Like Mike Jones, Mike Jones is getting hit bad. He took a couple shots in that game yesterday from the Buccaneers where you're like, my goodness, kid, just hope hope you get up and get right back to which he did. But he's, I mean, he's teaching him to get rid of the ball. Rookies hold the ball. He, the, Mac Jones is like, I cannot hold on to this thing more than two seconds. Yeah, it, it was it was tough to watch. And I mean, thankfully, he was able to pop back up and, and get right back to it. But the offensive line right now, I mean, they just lost somebody. A few hours, a few hours ago, that was ruled out for the rest of the season already with the torn pectoral muscles or something along those offensive, lines. Offensive, I thought that was defensive line. Anderson. Okay, maybe I have it. Maybe I have it switched up. I think um, that was D line, unless, unless I missed something. Um, you could be right. I could be very wrong. All I know is overall, the offensive line is really shaky right now, and and you know that's not helping any of the Patriots' offensive situations. Yeah, they they can't run block. We talk about the passing game how the right side has been killing Mac Jones. Patriots can't run block. It's, it's, it's very, it's been evident this past two weeks. They're struggling to run, to run the ball. And it's not just Damian Harris's fault. It, there's no lanes. There's no, no holes that have been opened up at all. And that's, that's going to be a huge problem for this offense. And you're putting more on Mac Jones shoulder to carry this team, which is a lot already for what he's doing. I think it'll get much better when Trent Brown comes back. Which, you know, hopefully is going to be next week. He's been dealing with that calf issue since the first half of week one. But once Trent Brown comes back, you got to hope and you got to assume that the right side's going to get better. I mean, Trent Brown's, a, he's huge, 380 pounds. Like, there's not going to be much getting past that guy. And he creates holes for the run game. So expect the run game to be, uh, to get better, too. Damian Harris, fantasy football owners. So, you know, I'm kind of happy that I missed out on this so far. So far, mainly because the offensive line is bad or has been bad. Which, another piece to that, who's been a disappointment, is Isaiah Wynn. Yes. Isaiah yeah. Wynn healthy. for the When he's been healthy his first couple years in the league, he's been a very solid left tackle. I don't know what happened this year. He doesn't look like nearly the same guy. He is getting bullied on that offensive line. I mean, his issue was always Isaiah Wynn was undersized. But because the first two years... You know, he, he was playing well. We never really brought up how undersized he is. This year, he's struggling. You can really see that Isaiah Wynn is undersized. And I don't know what what changed. I don't know if it's the amount of injuries that's ca- caught up to him. But, yeah, the left tackle position wasn't something that we were going to be worried about. But now if Isaiah Wynn is going to be playing like this, it's not looking good. The team's not looking good as a unit. I know we want to attack the right side, but as a unit, it hasn't been a good offensive line. No, and in in honestly, the offense has just been it's been slow, it's been kind of boring, but again, you gotta hope that as the year goes on that it gets better. Um kind of transitioning away real quick, and we're gonna talk about a friend over at Bet Online in a second, and I'll give you guys some thought on this. But I wanted to get your reaction on the way that Patriots fans cheered for Tom when he came out of the tunnel. Place went nuts. Although a lot of all the reporters on Twitter were saying, okay, they, they definitely cheered for Tom when he came out of the tunnel. But they made sure to let him know that Mac was our guy now because then when Mac came out after, the place was apparently louder, according to some reports all over on Twitter. 
Uh, but I wanted to know what your reactions to that was to the cheer of Tom. And then as soon as Tom gets onto the field playing for the Bucks, you could hear the boos pretty well through the TV. Um, so guys, we got to talk about our friends over at Bet Online real quick, guys. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet a line where the game starts. All right, Mike, what were we going to say? What was your reaction to that? How do you feel about Patriots fans? How do you feel about Patriots fans cheering Tom and then the second he gets on the field, they boom? I mean, I'm a big I'm, – I'm a Brady fan. I'm always be a Brady fan. That's not going to change. But I think the reaction that the fans gave him was, was perfect, you know, once he stepped on the field doing his little warm-ups, jogging on the field, doing his little let's go fist pump thing, I'm absolutely happy that the place went nuts for him and cheered him because he absolutely positively deserves it. If I was in attendance there, I would have been on my feet clapping and cheering too the moment he jogged onto that field. And then once the game started and he took the field trying to put up points against the New England Patriots, they booed him in. And I mean, that's how it should have gone. I would have felt weird if – he jogged on the field for the first series for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the place was going crazy. I mean, I would have been like, uh, it would have been a mixed feeling, but I think the reaction of the fans booing him when he jogged on the field to, you know, take the first snap for their first series, it was well-deserved, you know, like most people, well, not most people, like every people know he doesn't play for the team anymore. So why are you necessarily going to, Cheer for him when he's trying to put up points against your home team. Now I know there's a lot of people out there, out there like myself, who you know I found myself at times watching Tom Brady drop back and just like, oh man, he looks good. Oh man, good throw, Tom. Like I felt that, and that's a feeling that's never gonna go away. If whether he's facing the Patriots or not facing the Patriots, when I watch Tom Brady play football, I'm gonna be excited. So I felt that, but then I also felt the same feeling of. Yeah, but come on, Patriots, get that sack off. Damn, you know, put some pressure on him. Like, it was there. So, you know, a lot of mixed emotions all around for everybody watching the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think it was the perfect reaction because that's what I wanted. I wanted them to cheer. when he came. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of the Hardos who were like, boo him immediately. Make sure we let this guy know we hate it because we don't. You don't hate Tom Brady anymore. Nobody you does. You can't hate Tom Brady. Marv, what do you think? Yeah, I think that would, like Mike said, this perfect reaction. Chairman, when he got in, thank him for what, what he's done. I was really happy to hear the boos, though. Not gonna lie, I was really happy to yeah. hear them boo, boo him. And talking to someone who went to the game, um, they were telling me even when he broke the the record, they they were booing, they were booing the hell out of him then as well too. So when, once once it was game time, you you no longer play for us, and that's exactly. I love Boston for that. Boston, we know we have smart fans. We know how to do do it the right way most of the time. And 
it was the reaction. I think Brady was expecting it too. I don't think he went in there expecting to get cheered the whole game. He know he knows what the deal is when you play for New England Patriots. And I'm happy the boos were loud. I'm glad that you know the Bucks heard it. And there's nothing more to say about it. We're never gonna see them again, probably, in, in while Tom Brady's the quarterback. So we we can finally finally move on. You know what? Hey, that's a a pretty decent segue because I wanted to talk to you guys about this too. So I sent you a text earlier with that conspiracy video that's now going around where Tom was asked, I, I could try to play it through the mic. Usually when I do this on my other show, it does pretty well. So let me, let me see if I can find our group chat, which I should have probably pulled this up first before I tried to do this, but here it is. So Tom basically asked about his last game in Gillette stadium. If you guys can't hear this, just let me know. I don't want to, I don't, don't want to sit here for 45 <laughs> seconds. Question. It's been a great stadium, you know, for me for a long time. So I don't know what the future holds. You know, obviously there could be an opportunity to come back here. So we'll see. I, I feel like I'll always be a part of this community, and um, I'll be I'll be up here quite a bit when it's all said and done. When I retire, I'm sure there'll be you know a lot of time for uh, you know. I have a lot of friends up here, and it's a great place. And yeah, my kids were born on Beacon Street in the city, and um, you know, it's just—it's amazing. Been an amazing place for me. It still is, and uh, I obviously see a lot of uh, familiar, friendly faces, and uh, it's great to see you guys too. Hey, Tom. Now, now, look. This is what I said in the group chat earlier. The logical part of me is like, okay, he's just talking about coming back, especially after retirement, like he's going to be back in the stadium. Who knows? He could be scheduled here later on in his career. The guy said – the guy was even talking about playing until 50 recently. So maybe he ends up back here. But the part of me that isn't 100% sure that we landed on the moon, thinking maybe maybe Tom wants to come back. Maybe Tom back in Gillette Stadium was like, hey, I kind of missed this. Let's go get Banner 7. Let me let me let me nip this in the butt right now for Patriot fans, Tom Brady lovers. He's not coming back here to play for the New England Patriots. Listen to the whole message again. He's yeah, talking that's not, that's about not what we want to do. You don't listen, listen to the whole. I'm just, listen, I just want to nip the pieces this. that you want. Yeah, people people are gonna listen with their hearts with this one and be like, "Oh my God, he might." He said he wants to come back. There's a space. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't mean it mean it that way what he means is when it's all said and done when he retires he knows that new england is his home he was trying to encourage the fans like listen guys new england's my place i understand that i'm playing for the buccaneers this is my home when it's all said and done maybe i might have a place here where i do something with new england but it's not to play quarterback for the new england patriots let's be realistic people i don't know i, I don't think he said it kind of weird he said, <laughs> he said it, it weird he said it weird but he cleaned it up because he, I think he said one sentence and then he said he another sentence. No, he clean, he realized what he said. He cleaned it up. I don't know. He said he said it very kind of definitively. Yeah. Now I'll say this. This is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly <laughs> what I, I know. Wanted. I'll say this. Do I think Tom Brady will come back and play quarterback for the New England Patriots? Probably not. But he did say that sentence kind of weird and definitively. Now, a question I would pose to people who, you know, are going to read, because I'm, I'm with you, I don't think 
Tom Brady is going to ever suit up and play quarterback for the New England Patriots anymore or ever again. But if there was a a wild situation, because what did he sign the extension with Tampa Bay, right? Yes. For another uh, another two years to or play, another year to, to play till he's forty five. Okay. What is he? What is he now? I don't even know. That guy's is forty four. Forty four. So one more year. So he has one more year after this. Say Tom Brady's still playing at the level he's playing right now, and then he gets to the end of his contract with the Buccaneers, and you know, no, he doesn't sign his next contract. Um, but he, you know, he's playing at the same level he has the last two seasons at forty three and forty four years old. And Mac Jones is uh, by the time Tom Brady's forty five, Mac Jones is what going to be twenty four. And still trying to figure it out in the league. Do you maybe look at Tom for a year to close a final run with Tom Brady? He comes back and says, "Look, it's my last season. I know I still have all the skills. We all seen the tape. The skills is out there. I want to have one final farewell no. tour in a Patriots uniform." No. Listen, it, no, but if, if it's Mac not financially is, smart or what are you going to it's not long term smart. It's not financially smart. It doesn't make no damn sense. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no. I'm just trying to make hey, it interesting. I'm always if you know me, I'm always just going to keep it real. I don't I don't want my I don't want my Patriot fans to be hurt and start thinking about these things. Listen, and then when it doesn't happen, Tom no. Brady's. Whatever he decides to, I don't know if he'll, he'll make a, a year prior announcement or whatnot, but say Tom Brady went, goes the route of, uh, the, you know, the legendary Kobe Bryant or, or, or Derek Jeter and whatnot, who says, this is my final season, my farewell tour. And there's opportunity where he can go out in a Patriots uniform. Marv, you're just a hard no chance, not a chance in it hell. It doesn't make sense, Mike. What if he comes and look, I don't, I just want to play for like $10 million. In a Patriots uniform. What are you doing when he leaves for quarterback? Who cares? Just tell Mac Jones to chill for one season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell Mac Jones to chill for one season. I'm, I'm, behind, a, I'm, done, I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> Give him a vacation year. Yeah, yeah, everybody wants vacation years. <laughs> hey, man. It's just it's just something interesting to think about. Because just because Brady said that is just it something isn't. interesting. It is interesting. I heard it and I already knew before Nick even put it in the group chat. <laughs> I already knew where it was it was gonna go when it comes to Tom Brady. One thing I do want to since we're speaking of Tom Brady, Mike, you kind of led up to it when you was talking about how he started off early in the game. Tom Brady didn't have a good game. Not only did he not have a good game, he made a boneheaded decision in the end of Patriots weren't supposed to have the ball back. Oh, that play Patriots with Antonio were, Brown. Patriots were not supposed to have the Patriot um the Buccaneers were moving down the field with no problem to end the series. And the it was weird seeing it from the opposite end like damn this is really about to happen to us. Like we're about to get Brady'd. This is how it, this is how well, it feels. That's why I was worried if Nick Fole kicked that field goal because there was still like 56 seconds left. Right. So I was like damn he's gonna he's gonna score. But it wasn't. We were never supposed to have that opportunity. You, there was. They were moving down the field. All they needed was a first down. All they needed was a first down. Kill the clock and kick it. Go home, as usually he does. Tom Brady knows how to do that. Brady wanted wanted this win bad. He eventually got it, but he wanted to put a little mustard in it and throw it to AB to close it all out. 
He missed once, and he went for it again. And it's just not a smart football play at all. It's they not a smart football. It was a good throw, though. They they tried, throw. Yeah, the second one was Antonio Brown. But they're not, they're not smart plays. He tried to pull the old final regular season game in 2007 with Randy Moss because I forgot the player who was hobbled with the injury. Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Jones. Jones. Yeah, Jonathan Jones, Jones, so he was trying. But it's not a smart – you think football-wise, it's not smart to give us the ball back. You're right. You're right. But I, I understand it's why. It's uncharacteristic of Brady to make plays like that. Was he that. trying to have the dagger touchdown? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. He's also trying to take advantage of somebody who was injured with, you know, one of his nasty wide receiving options. So, yeah, I, I, I see both sides of it. I can understand why it's a boneheaded play, and I also understand why he went that – that way as well so i hear you all right let's let's wrap it up here with with your biggest takeaway from the game overall because we really didn't talk much game because i mean how could you it was more about the storylines on sunday night football uh mine even though like we talked earlier about how mac jones got his ass kicked because the offensive line is just non-existent half the time i am very encouraged with the way that mac jones still is able to hang in the pocket he doesn't look scared and he's still making these completed throws what he finished with yesterday 275 yards uh, two intercept or two touchdowns, one interception. So overall, like he's getting his ass kicked there in the in the in he's he's getting his ass kicked in the pocket, but he doesn't look phased by it, and that's super encouraging for the future. I think this kid's gonna get better and better. What about you guys? Yeah, final takeaway. Like I said, I I've even though through these first four weeks it hasn't necessarily looked good all the time. There's been spurts, especially in in that final second half and. Uh, fourth quarter with Mac Jones and offense, I see the potential being there. The potential's there for this offense to be something solid as long as they give Mac Jones more opportunity, just get the ball down the field. I, I feel I see the potential there for this offense to vastly improve. Uh, final takeaway if you were a Cam Newton believer, Cam Newton truther, I think this week was the week you realized. Patriots made the right decision to to finally move on from Cam Newton and give Unless Mac Shannon Jones Sharp. the reign. Shannon, Shannon Sharp thinks they'd be three zero by this point with Cam. Uh, no, but <laughs> I think this is the week where you see that you know, especially that those those couple of drives. Patriots had a beautiful drive to end the third quarter to and ended it off with the John New Smith touchdown. That drive right there showed you okay. This this kid is for real, and, and it's time. It was time to give him the reins, right? And even even right before the final play, right before the Nick Falk attempt, it got batted down. But Jacoby Myers was wide open over the middle. If Max somehow got that to Jacoby, like we're we're having a totally different conversation today. We might be talking about the Patriots knocking off Tom Brady and the Bucks because you get Nick Falk closer. Nick Falk probably makes that kick. Nick Falk has been on fire. Mind you, Mac wasn't perfect. That dude no. needs to start moving his feet, man. It's just, just yeah. standing there getting so walloped. His, his pocket presence sometimes can be very questionable, but, again, he's 22 years old. Well, that's the thing. Like, like you want a quarterback, you want a rookie quarterback who's not afraid, like showing that he's showing that he can handle the NFL. He's taking all these hits. But at the same time, you're like, okay, dude, like, well, at least try to avoid him. Move. Get out of there. <laughs> Move your ass. Get out of there. You're faster than Tom. I don't know. All right, we good? Oh man, good, Tom! Man. Tom ran us ran for a first down. That hurt. <laughs> yeah, and then he smiled at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad, and he looked he looked as slow as ever.
Oh looked as God. slow as ever. Calvin as as can never, can never live that down. No, and not for nothing. He looked about as fast as Brandon Bolden. CLNS Media, Patriots Roundtable, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, and Mike Molino. Guys, the show presented by our friends over at betonline.ag. And obviously, no hate towards Brandon Bolden. Love you on special teams, pal. Mean it. But I just I prefer some other options back there running back. I think we can all agree on that, right? I sure can. I would not say anything bad about Brandon Bolding holds on to the football. As, yeah, you're right. As long as he holds on to the football, because we got a problem with that here in New England, apparently. CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, Mike Molitor. Guys, we're going to talk to you next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, by then, we have a two and three football team. After, you know, if you don't beat the Houston Texans, we got a problem. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We'll talk to you next week.